and welcome to the Tales of Alarm Box Podcast. This is episode 368. Yeah, I know. It's shocking every time I say it, isn't it? Uh, spotlight on Vertigo Comics, Border Town, number one, circa 2018. And I am Chris Mosby. And I am the local boy for this comic, Caleb Gerard. <laughs> You're the guy in the mask, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, that's me right there. Okay, all right. Pocket protector, yeah. Pocket protector, and everything right there on the cover. Yeah, yeah. We were just discussing. I want one of those masks. I have since I was a kid. Actually, <laughs> I was a big wrestling fan until uh, I was like what, 18, probably. Anyway, I, I I just like that that guy has got like such a mix of clothes. He's got the that mask. He's got the the polo shirt with the oh. pen. The shorts. Oh, crap. I, he's wearing sandals and socks. I can't like him anymore. Sandals and socks. Uh, and the socks are not just socks. They're this, they're uh, those athletic yeah. uh, knee highs with the stripes that are yeah. straight out of the 1970s or oh, 80s. Yep, I used to have a pair. Oh, I might even still. Yeah. They might even be from the, they might even be from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Very well, maybe. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, this yeah, is... Good. It, I like it so far. So let's get on. This is mature readers, but uh, I guess we'll we'll try to keep it uh, PG thirteen ish. Do some oh. bleeping. That's up to you. We we'll just roll with it. Well, you first go of all, f- yes, go ahead. Yeah, I will. I will, I will jump in. So we got right. a very cool primary cover. Uh, looks like it's by the interior artist uh, Ramon Villalobos. Uh, it's got four of the main characters in the book. Well, five if you include the demon in the middle, and a sign that those who are familiar with living near the border will know. And down here, the near the Mexican border of the family running across the highway with their child flying behind them. But this, in this case, the sign has been slashed by yeah. looks like claws. Um, it's a, it's a, it's. Frequently made fun of sign. I'm sure it is. Because it looks like they're, these people are running across the road and their kid is flying, literally flying behind them. Yeah, I can kind of see how that would look like that. Oh, real quick, I just remember, we were talking before the podcast where I'd seen on uh, DC Universe, uh, they did a interview with the writer. And quick little uh, anecdote from that. I guess when he was first thinking of this comic or just writing comics in general... He went to the artist was already um, somewhat well known and had been doing comics already, and I guess he walked up to him in a con and says, "I'm writing a comic just for you," and the guy just kind of looked at him, and then now years later they're actually working together. So that was kind of interesting. And we have a secondary cover. I like that story, by the way, and then I think everyone should aspire to that yeah. to work with to work with their heroes. Uh, and hopefully it won't disappoint. Um, but we have a secondary cover by Jorge Jimenez, who I am uh, a big fan of from his stuff at, at Valiant, as well as some of the DC stuff he's done. I that think sounds he did. so familiar. Yeah, if you look him up, you'll go, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Um, I think he did some Old Man Logan, I think. But I, I would not bet my child's life on it. Uh, but it's a beautiful cover uh, with the 
primary bad guy that we will meet in this book in a hoodie and uh, low-cut jeans. It's a stupid outfit, but it's a cool cover. Um, and the book opens in the fictional town of Devil's Fork, Arizona. Now, there is a Devil's Fork, but it's not a town. Um, and the Devil's Fork is actually the uh, the symbol for uh, Arizona State University ASU here in Arizona. Uh, right. And if you and if you uh, ever meet anyone who is a uh, a Sun Devil, they do this thing where they hold up three fingers. They hold their pinky, their middle finger, and their pointer finger like the prongs of a of the Devil's trident. Okay. You can't. I can't show it to you because this is not video. But their At least second not yet. finger, their second finger is held down, held down by their thumb, and it, it they hold it up and yeah, go go send devil. Um, and yeah, that's the devil's fork. In fact, um, this though again, again, the fictional town of Devil's Fork, Arizona, on the border between Mexico and the United States of America, we have a group of quote unquote patriots. "Quote unquote" air quotes. Yep, because there's nothing more patriotic than wanting to be an American, and these people do not want Americans, new Americans. Yeah. And one of the guys is handing out heavy firearms. They've got the uh, from their lovely pickup truck, the American flag hung hung in the back window of the pickup truck. Yeah. And uh, he, well, maybe he's not. Well, no, he is handing out the firearms to those other people, that, which mm-hmm. is just. Great, sharing firearms with people who... Yes. Yeah, whatever. Um, the American dream is dead. Leva, the American nightmare. Back when Uncle Sam paid the Mexican Mexicans 10 million American dollars for Arizona, it wasn't nothing but a long-ass stretch of sand, scorpions, and Indians. On that, we can agree. Yes. It was... And it still is not much more than a long, long after stretch of sand scorpions. I, I have to say that's a quite an impressive uh, uh, rendition of the accent, having lived not in Arizona but in Mississippi, where the uh, like-minded people were. That sounds just like them. Oh yay! Hey, hey. Uh, very impressed. In my in my secret identity, <laughs> I am a a, a bigot. Um, <laughs> So he continues, and it basically, he's just this guy is. We've all we all know them. We've all seen them at the Trump rallies. It's uh, make America great, idiots, and one of them even has a "Don't Tread on Me" T-shirt on. Awesome. <sighs> yeah. God. And these people exist in real world, by the way, which is yeah terrible. Oh, and he in fact even says "Make America Great Again," motherfucker, at the bottom there. Yeah. By the way. Explicit tag. Ah. Yeah, we'll throw that on there. No problem. Hey, all right. And they start shooting their weapons into the air, which is brilliant, as all those who've ever seen the news about someone getting hit by a falling bullet, Mm -hmm. uh, which, again, this is a carrying state, Arizona. So that happens less frequently than it used to because uh, you can now spend uh, many, many, many months in jail for doing that now, even in Arizona. What, what, shooting up in the air? Yep. Yeah, well, I'd hope so. <laughs> yes. Um, and somebody, the, the Don't Tread on Me thinks that Make America Great Again, Motherfucker, is a well-said phrase. Yes. Yes. 
Um, and we see the other side of the border. We see a Mexican family. And as for their translation from Spanish to English, their dialogue is in red, which I think is very clever. Rather, I, I, I you know, yeah, I'm, I've got nothing against those little weird brackets that they normally use, yeah, uh, for translating from another language. But anyway, yeah, I like makes... it's very subtle. I like I, I was thinking the same thing. It's very subtle. Yeah, subtle and it's clear. It's just like boom, you know, we're uh, we're speaking a different language, uh-huh. and it's a family of father, uh, mother. Or and their little girl, they are clearly coming into America by illegal methods. Which, again, one of the few things I agree with this group on is there are plenty of legal ways to do this. I don't think illegal immigration is a should be necessary. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. It, it sucks. It sucks that they have to come through this way. I think it's my point. It, it shouldn't yeah. have to be this way. Yes. I'll, I'll go with that. Um, and the mother saying, "Did you hear that? Because they're hearing the shooting. The, these these morons who are shooting the air are clearly not that far away from where this family is hiking across the desert in the middle of the night." And Bill goes, "Oh, Papa, what's that noise? It's nothing, baby. Don't pay attention. We've only got a little further, a bit further to go." Uh, you know what? That's not cool. I'm going to stop that. Um, and the little girl is saying, "But Mr. Raccoon is tired, and my feet hurt." I- you're just trying to be authentic. We'll, we'll, yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah, there's a, a very uh, cool morning DJ here in Arizona, who uh, he he's sort of the he's he's in the Howard Stern mode of uh, gotcha. of entertainment, and he he's not very subtle when he does his Mexican accent. But uh, I'm sure he's not. He that's who he is. But you, and I, girls. I know you didn't mean any offense by it, so. Thank you very much. So she's carrying a little raccoon stuffed animal. And, I know, it's just a little bit farther. <laughs> You're doing great, Angel. And they're hike, still hiking. And the dad, what's he holding up there in that panel in the bottom? Is that a knife? <sighs> you know, I couldn't tell. But it, I believe it may be uh, like a, uh, I don't know. Maybe a like a butterfly knife or something, right? Yeah. Well, Maybe. see, it looks more like a something to garden with, really. Yeah. Because uh, it's really oddly shaped. It is. So in any in case, it's something for protection. He's got yeah. his water bottle strapped around his waist, which I mean, this is very authentic depiction of a family yeah. uh, coming across. Yeah, uh, the normally, uh, normally it's not more than just three people. The writer is uh, Mexican and Irish, like the main character. I believe he um, said in and, the interview. So go ahead. So he's like, "Oh my god!" And the crucifix that's around his neck all of a sudden is getting splashed with blood, and the family's ah. Yeah. And the. Make America great people hear it from the distance, and they're like, they hear the ah, and they are driving up, and they see the bloody bodies on the ground. You see something out there, Eddie Roy? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, and my Christ Almighty. And that family is yep. getting mutilated and murderated by some huge demon creature in a sombrero. Um, and Basically, it's every stereotype 
in one demon figure. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they're like, what kind of Mexican is that? And it ain't a Mexican because this demon also takes out the America, make America great idiots. And the only thing that survives is Mr. Raccoon. Yes. Mr. Raccoon is soaking up blood on the ground. Nothing's helping. Bullets are shooting. And now it's ten day it's the next day. We're ten miles outside of Devil's Fork. And it's a U-Haul van. Doesn't say U-Haul, but it's clearly a U-Haul van. Yes, clearly. And it's going across the desert, and I'm going to assume only because I know the geography somewhat, that it's the 8. Though it's pretty empty, Interstate 8, but it's... uh, You know, it's funny that this this week is the six-year anniversary I moved back here to my hometown. Six years? Well, yeah, because it was right Mm -hmm. after we started this. Yep, first by... Six months of podcasts were done in my mom and dad's kitchen because <laughs> I didn't have any place else to do it. And it sounds just a little bit better today. No, yeah, so. just a little bit. Uh, so we go inside the van, and there's a young boy, a a larger woman in the middle, and a, a balding gentleman with a silly mustache driving the truck. And the kid is bitching, hey, mom. Did you know that Arizona is home to over a dozen different kinds of lethally venomous reptiles? And it was the last state to honor Martin Luther King Day. Truth. And he's pulling that up on his handy-dandy phone. Uh Arizona. It is on Arizona's wiki pages. It does say that they are the last state. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, (laughs) It gets like, so no black people, but tons of killer snakes. That hardly seems like a fair trade. It's going to be hard not to get political with this, isn't it? Well, it's it's not a subtle comic. Um, no. And the mom is complaining, my copy's wearing off. You boys mind if I turn on the radio and bad static? And it starts to affect the kid. It's like his eyes start to go bloodshot, and it's kind of weird. He's all, and his nose starts to bleed. He's got black eyeballs for a second, which are usually a bad sign. Black eyeballs. Now that's a good sign. Um, and I was like, Frank, your nose. And that's the kid's name. Frank. Uh, it's nothing. Happens all the time out here. Side effect of the dry air. And the kid's like, you know, Nick. And that's the guy driving. He's not his real dad, clearly, because he calls him Nick. I wasn't quite sold on the whole moving to the desert wasteland full of bigots and biological murder machines thing. But now that I know that spontaneous bleeding is in the mix, I'm totally down. <laughs> metal. And he gives him a metal sign, but yeah. backwards. Um, yeah. yeah. The dry air does cause some spontaneous bleeding. Mm-hmm. And we have a couple of uh, Havalinas, which I've been not attacked by, but when crossing the road into my office a couple years ago, one came tearing down the road, and I so had to sidestep it. That's a real thing, huh? It is a real thing. It is a basically a giant pig, and they are mean as fuck. They look mean. 
Yeah, they are mean. And they they are going at it on some human remains. And uh, and also the raccoon. Uh And Nick is giving a little 411 on the javelina. Mexican word and the bones probably are. Bones probably are human. And Nick is saying, world's funny, ain't it? On one side of the border, you have a spoiled, smart-mouthed teenager complaining about taking an air-conditioned drive in a U-Haul to his new home, where he knows for a fact he'll have free rent and board for the next three years. And on the other, on the other, you got kids willing to walk a hundred miles in the blistering desert, braving coyotes, scorpions, and rattlesnakes to get to the exact same place. What really makes you think? Ooh, that would shut most kids up, but nope. Yeah. No, Frank says, maybe it's not that they're running toward the Sandy Shangri-La that is our nation's 48th state. Maybe it's they're running away from something they don't want to deal with back home. Good point as well. Which and, is, I'm sure, more the case than the other, right? Yeah. I guess it depends have, on the circumstances. The unofficial state motto is on the Welcome to Devil's Arizona sign, which is, but it's dry heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which most times it is. Right now it's a wet heat. Um, yeah. Anyhow, so it is the first day of school at Rincon High in Devil's Fork, Arizona. And our uh, basically the outfit that Chris would like to wear someday, apparently, which is the mask with a Superman t shirt. Yeah, I got uh, the Superman T-shirt already. Just tell me you wouldn't go around with a fanny pack. That's 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 all I ask. For. I do have one back when I thought you know they were cool somewhere. And oh, we I, all had one. Yeah, had pants, right? And I do have those shorts. I wear those all the time. Oh, we all have cargo shorts. Got to love cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. What, I don't care what anyone says. I love me some cargo shorts. I yeah. can carry like ten times extra exactly. in my pocket. Exactly. Exactly. You know, women with purses. That's my purse. Exactly. My yeah. Yes, I clanked and I sh- and I and oh, my, my absolutely. shorts sway back and forth. Because Every once in a while, so- something in there that's heavy hits you in your kneecap and you about fall over. And it happens to yeah. me anyway. So yeah. Yeah. So the hell with the rest of you. If you like her cargo shorts. Yeah, that's right. And the psycho kid with the the. Uh, what do they call those wrestlers? Mexican wrestlers' masks? Oh, I don't know, something or other. I was trying to think yeah. of it earlier. I'm having a brain fart. Anybody remembers it? Post it. By the way, and I got remind me. I got to say something at the end of the podcast. Okay, so okay. Uh, he's pounding on the soda machine. And he's like, "Idiot machine stole my pinche quarter!" And Frank walks up behind him and says, "There we go." I feel you, big guy. Life sucks. I've got an extra dollar if you want it. Keep the chain. Uh, Ah, okay. Hold on a second. Luca, Luca Libre. Luca Libre. Yes. Yes. It's a thing. Yes. Look it up, people. I just did. I know. I mean, other people. It is that. Mexicans are bizarre with their television. I'll tell you what. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Between the telenovas and the Luca Libre. Uh, I really enjoy watching the uh, telenovelas in in, uh, Spanish. It's great. Yeah, okay. I got a friend who watches the Korean ones. I just, every once in a while, it, back when I had cable, I used to flip through channels and see that and just 
laugh my ass off watching that. Anyway, go ahead. He gets sucked in. And he's all, gracias, new friend. Frank, my name is Frank. Gracias, new Frank. And the guy, the uh, Nacho Libre has got him in a bear hug. And he's, the kid, by the way, is carrying a skateboard, which looks like it's got a picture of Seth Meyers on the bottom of it. I don't know. Maybe it's not mm. Seth Meyers, but it looks like Seth Meyers. Um, yeah. Damn. And some skinhead guy walks up and says, hey, Quentin. And that's the name of the Nacho Libre guy. His name is Quentin. Give the new guy some room to breathe. Incredible Utari if I'll give you any trouble. Uh, I might have bruised a couple of rig, ribs, but I don't get the impression he meant any harm. Uh, not a problem. It's great to see another friendly face around here. You know what I'm saying. Uh-oh. And a uh, couple of other colored skin people walk by and says, what the fuck are you looking at, pendejo pigs? And Frank all, yikes. Yeah, welcome to Devil's Fork, a town not exactly as nice as it sounds, says skinhead guy. Uh, my name's Blake. I'll see you around. And they do a fist bump. And Blake's got a X tattooed on, a, on his back of his hand. Uh-huh. And Frank's got one of those stupid friendship bracelets around his uh, wrist. Yeah, I was shocked to see that. I thought that we, I thought we were in the 1990s or something. Yeah, kind of flashing back there a little bit. And uh, this Lois Lane wannabe is taking pictures of them, along with a girl with just about the biggest afro in comic books. I believe so. And the uh, afro girl says, get a load of the new girl, Ami, Aimi. Uh, I guess that's the name of the one girl with the camera. Uh-huh. Uh, just with this town needs another guero. Uh, seems like. Uh, but when's the last time anything was what it seemed around here, Julieta? Uh, shut up. We're going to be late for art. And then uh, poor Frank, is, as all new kids are, staring his, trying to figure out where the hell his next room is. Shit, where's room 40? And he comes stumbling in late to room 40, which is the visual arts with Mrs. Sutton. For whatever reason, that's important to tell if it's Mrs. Sutton's class. Well, this is, I think he's just trying to keep us informed of a location, you know, like uh, just hopefully it's not as bad as the three blocks north and four blocks west uh, from New 52. We don't talk about it. Yeah, we we, talk about it. Oh, that's right, I forgot. That's not in my continuity. We don't talk about it. I can get a blue, I can get a uh, blue demon Lica Lucre, li, uh, Lycra yeah. Luca Libre. Luchador mask, adult size, for twenty nine ninety seven on Amazon. My birthday's coming up, people. <laughs> Sorry. Golly gee, Chris. Um, I might just give you 30 bucks just to see if you'd wear it. <laughs> oh, you bet your ass I'd wear it. Uh, yeah. Oh, here's a nice red one with actual Batman-looking things for 13-something. So, anyway, all right. Ooh. Well, I, I'm actually willing to pony up $13. So... <laughs> 30, I was thinking, I was questioning, but 13, well, yeah, I, me too. I, I think I got that pocket change here. Well, see, yeah, Maybe over a, the, the quarter jar. Yeah, there's several different kinds here. Oh, and you can get a, a matching uh, shirt and cape to go with it for, you know, a little bit more, but, you know, that's fine. Anyway, continue, sorry. Oh, cape? <laughs> yeah. Cape. Superfly, 48-inch okay. plain adult superhero cape. All right, it's all, so it, first of all. Anyway, sorry. Hmm? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, 
No, this guy's art is very Frank Quietly. If you look at it, uh, yes, that's the, a good. Uh, it's um, you like Frank Quietly stuff from like uh, his X Men days or even mm-hmm. his Justice League days. This is uh, this is straight out of that. Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, good description. And in a good way, in a good way. I, you know, I actually I liked his X Men stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, Francisco, nope, Frank comes stumbling into class late because uh, the teacher tries to call him Francisco. Mm-hmm. I say, nope, Frank, Frank, Frank. I go by Frank. Stop it. <laughs> uh, do you want to say something to the class, Frank? Introduce yourself. Uh, nope. And the teacher keeps rambling on uh, Peanuts cartoon style. Wah, 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 yeah. wah. And Juanita says, hey, psst, what's your deal? My deal? You're, you're new. Nobody knows anything about you except Quentin likes you and Blake likes you. And neither of them likes anyone, especially each other. So, yeah, what's your deal? Which one is Blake again? The Nazi skinhead. The guy's a Nazi. But he dressed like shit. I thought they were supposed to be all dapper now. Because if anyone's seen the guys with the tiki torches, yes, with their khaki pants and button-up shirts. I yes. did not catch that the first time I read it, but now I understand what where that came from now. Yes. Uh, so I'm not here. Not yet. Anyhow. Anyway, Arizona tends to trail behind the rest of the country when it comes to, well, everything. <laughs> uh, so you're not a white power guy? What's the matter with you? No. Of course not, says Frank. So the two girls have learned that Frank is just socially a moron, yes. as most guys are in high school. Uh, there's maybe three guys in all of high school history who were not socially social idiots. This is true, and that some includes all us, the guys. Some cool. of us still are. <laughs> yeah, um, about three about three out of uh, three out of three days a week. <laughs> The other four days, I'm not just socially awkward. I'm just awkward. I hear that. And one of the girls says, prove you're not a racist. Okay. Well, let's see. I listen to Japanese thrash metal. When I work out, I follow Kumail Nanjiniani, who is a – I think he's a Daily Show guy No, I'm um, on Twitter. Uh, I've seen Steel so many times. I wore out the VHS set. He's probably the only one, by the way. Yeah, I believe so. I, I never, I've never watched that either. I haven't either. And then, and then he says, oh, and I'm half Mexican. He jumps up yelling that. And Pen- then, yeah, pencils and pens everywhere. Yes, he got a little a little militant about his half Mexican-ness. Mm-hmm. And she's oh my fucking God. And then one, the, the Afro girl's all, no, you're not. <clears throat> I am. I know I don't look it. Because my mom's Irish, and my biological dad is supposed to be. <clears throat> you're not half Mexican and half Irish. That makes you sound like the world's shittiest centaur. You're Mexican, and you're Irish, and you're American. All three fully, and all three simultaneously. 300%. I like that. I hate the term hyphen American. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, that's one of the things they brought up. In the interview that they did on DC Daily, I agree. I like that a lot. The hyphen American. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's that it's would wrong. Be started the started the hell that is political correctness. Um, uh-huh. And uh, so the skinhead guy is being told that 
his new buddy is, in fact, not the pure whitey he hoped he would be. And it's lunchtime, and he punches Frank in the face. You lied to me. What's your problem, man? I never lied to you. I barely said anything to you. Misrepresented yourself, and whatever you pretended you were, something you're not. And embarrass me in front of my boys. That doesn't just make you an asshole. It makes you a dead man. I wish I'd rather... I wish. I'd rather be dead than alive in this hellhole. Meet me in the vacant lot behind the the jack-in-the-box after school, and I'll see what I can do about that, says our skinhead friend. You're on. Um, Can anybody show me where that is, says Frank. So, I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised by what happens. Yeah, and uh, jack-in-the-box. You want me to? Yeah, if you want, go for it. That's up to you. You seem to be enjoying yourself. I am enjoying myself. All right then. I'm 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 home, man. I'm home. Yeah. Uh, I, so anyhow, well, I doubt there'll ever be a comic written about my hometown or close to my hometown or in my state even. So I yeah. don't know. No, that's true. Know. They, there's 50 states, and they they yep. there's plenty of comic book uh, pros and hopefuls that live. Yeah, in there all are. Them. There are actually. There's this one that lives uh, 30 minutes from here. Jeremy Hahn. Doesn't doesn't uh, isn't there a a hopeful like every time you look in the mirror? Come on. Oh well, yeah, there is me. Yeah. I haven't written anything in so long. I it's crazy, but that's a whole other story. It is a whole other story. Let's get back to this one. So yes. we're we're moving back into the outskirts of town, which basically the whole town is in outskirts, if you ask me. But. Mm-hmm. Ah, and the signs are all around us, says the uh, caption box. And the guy is walking up to his farm. It's, oh, the hell. And that creature that killed that family and the bunch of mm-hmm. uh, white idiots at the beginning of the book is crouched in front of this guy's garage. And an old wound has been reopened, hmm. letting loose an ancient threat upon the modern world. It obscures its true form by draping itself in the shapes of its victim's greatest fears. And each panel has people... Of various shapes and sizes and colors, seeing their greatest fear, and there's a group of clearly illegals hanging on an alley, and they're seeing one of those demon creatures, but it's wearing an ice uniform. Mm-hmm. Immigration and customs enforcement people, and then we have another person who's seen, as I described earlier, a white supremacist with its tiki torch and button-up shirt. <laughs> But it's one of the demon guys in that, and he's wearing a cape for some reason. Oh, no, it's not a cape. It's a sweater. He's very yeah. uh, dapper. He has, like, a, yes. a preppy look about him, but he's carrying a tiki torch. Mm. He's like, tiki torch Nazi! <laughs> and then uh, then we are in suburban area, and a woman is screaming because there's a kid walking, or is that one of the demons walking by in a hoodie, and, it's a, and she's yelling, urban teenager! And finally, we have the poor geek boy at the bottom who is confronted by a demon Bane from the third Batman movie, third Christian Bale Batman movie, or Christian Chris Nolan movie. Yes. Um, And it's Bane. The silly voice. Yes, it's uh, whatever you're afraid of. That's what it shows up. That's pretty cool. He's afraid of the Batman with the furry collar and the mask and all that. Mm-hmm. And we are now at La Botanica. Botanica. Another reason I wanted, I was letting you, you know, wasn't going to interrupt you because I'm sure you could probably pronounce these words better 
than I can. I am in fact I am in fact uh, semi fluent in Spanish, so oh, I'm, I'm cool with that. So yeah, I'm good. Um, I know, so I know enough Spanish are, to say I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> no hablo, no hablo español. Yeah, that's. I took Spanish in what fifth grade, I think it was. I was in a advanced program. We took like French in the sixth grade, and yeah. Anyway. That's very uh, forward thinking. So it's a yeah. it's a one of those uh, magical curio shops, kind of like a voodoo shop that you might see in oh my that Mississippi. Do you see what is oh, on? Oh, it's a ton. Oh, it's a ton of Mexicanized versions of DC uh, Mex- uh, mystical objects. They've got that is the a Doctor Fate's helmet. Yes, we have Sand- we have Sandman's helmet there. Uh, we have over over standing in the at the door is Aztec. Um, it looks like there's John Con. Yeah, there's a poster of John Constantine. Oh, it is with Anna. yes. I see Wonder Woman down there too. But what I was looking at is the uh, that. Uh, thing with the roses and the uh, DLS, that thing that was on Superman's chest in that. Uh, oh yeah, the black, for- the black, black Mariah or something. Like yeah, that. black yeah. something. I forget what it was called, and they've used it in a, maybe one or two other stories, but probably my favorite Superman story of all time. Yeah, all of these are Mexic Mexicanized versions of of DC stuff, and I I'm sure there's someone out there who is. Who has yeah. cataloged all of this mm-hmm. online? Not me, though. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, I'm sure that the the fire hydrant means something, um, and the skull like, down there with the roses around it means something, I'm and sure the little Jesus, and the amulet at the bottom right or bottom mm-hmm. left, and that looks like Wonder Woman sitting by the golden statue. It does. It is Wonder Woman. And then up at the top, it looks like Cheeks the Wonder Toy, but I'm sure it's not. Yeah. Um, anyhow, these are. it's all very cool. And the hand is probably something from... Oh, that's Dr. That's Dr. Occult's amulet. The, the amulet that's... it's uh, On the bottom? Oh. No, it's up at the top there, right by the hand. See uh, where the necklace is? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. what that is, yeah. Okay, cool. That's a nice touch. It is. And because it's Vertigo, they can get away with it. Yeah. You notice there's no Marvel ones. It's all DC. Well, I have to admit um, the uh, oh, is that what Sandman's mask look like? Yeah. Okay, that looks. I saw the webbing on it. I thought it might be Spider-Man, but that makes more sense. No, it's Sandman's mask. Okay. Um, which is another Vertigo book, which is actually the Vertigo book. If, yes. If anyone were to quantify it, um, and we meet La Curandera. Curandera. Um, this old lady whose eyes are all blind white. We've come to learn from all our comic book reading that if a person's blind, their eyes are white. Uh, um, yes. And she's dust, she's dusting the shop, and she hears a raw, and, and she's Devil Fork's eldest residence, and quite possibly it's only hope. And she says, in Spanish, and so it begins again. It's a close-up on her mouth. For some reason, it's a close-up on her mouth. I don't know why. Oh. Um... And here we are behind, and I'm surprised they could call it Jack in the Box. They got away with something there. I, I... Do they even have Jack in the Boxes anymore? Oh, my God, yes. Jack in the Boxes. 
freaking everywhere here in Arizona. Oh, that's probably uh, why then. I'm just surprised they could. I'm just surprised they would, would call Jack in the Box and not some not some made up uh, thing. Yeah, I think I've I've only been to one. They don't. They're not that very many up here. I think I last one I saw was up in Joplin years ago. I have a story about Jack in the Box, which I'm choosing not to share because <laughs> I'm, ever, I'm ever so slightly embarrassed by it, but also slightly proud. It's one of those uh, uh, I got uh, you. proud but embarrassed moments. Oh, I have many of those, sir. I know uh, what my, you mean. My, mine specific to Jack in the Box, which, again, someday yep. when when we do this drunk, I might share it. Um, hey, that'd be fun. That would, might be interesting. So we got a crowd of teenagers out to watch the fight between Blake, the skinhead, and Frank, the new kid. And the skinny girl, whose name I didn't quite catch anywhere. But anyhow, uh, they, they, didn't, they really haven't made much of a deal about her yet. She's kind of in the background, but yep. Does you think Blake's going to kill the new kid? And Juanita says, uh, it's possible. Remember what happened to the last guy? And that schmuck was twice this one size. Half as cute though. I ain't even noticed. Bullshit. So they're they're mac they're macking on Frank a little bit. These two girls. Yeah. And Blake says, "I'm surprised you showed me. Why not? I've got nothing to lose. You, on the other hand, if you lose a fight to some Mexican out of town in front of your little white gang of little gang of white power puff girls, power puff girls, white power puff. I don't like that. Yeah. I, I imagine that. It's a nice touch. Yes, it's very clever. It doesn't end well for you. And Blake uh, swings and he whiffs right past Frank's face. And it even says in the lettering, whiff. Mm-hmm. And then Frank does a left uppercut to Blake's chin. And Juanita's like, oh, shit. And blood is flying all over the place. And Frank is about to kick Blake on the ground. He's like, I'm not dumb. You know what happens if I bash your brains out in the hallway on my first day of class? I'll have teachers, guidance counselors, maybe even a parole officer down my throat for the next three years. I know this from Mike's from experience. My last high school had a guy who thought he was king shit of fuck mountain too. I wound up dislocating his jaw, explaining to him, he was mistaken. It's why I was expelled. So Frank is beaten the holy hell I, out of out of uh, Blake, and he's also yeah letting out some of his frustrations about dr- being dragged from wherever he's from to uh, uh, to Devil's Fork, Arizona. Yeah, I have to admit I enjoyed this maybe a little bit too much. That I read it. I've read this page about six times already. <laughs> and Frank is all. It's why my mom ripped me away from my friends, from my family, my entire life to move in with and her that, idiot long distance boyfriend. So uh, I'd have. So I'd quote have a male role model unquote. Devil's Fork isn't my new home. It's my punishment, my own personal hell. Keep acting like a fascist dickhead, and I'll make sure it's yours. Two. That one panel looks like his fist is embedded in his face. I yes, love it. A little extreme. I mean, clearly he's not embedding it in the guy's face. But, no, uh, no. And the people inside the Jack in the Box did not know they were coming for a show as well. No, huh? And that one kid that in that panel there, he looks like uh, 
the best friend from uh, uh, Spider-Man, that the uh, mm. uh, the the black kid Spider-Man, the Miles, the Miles Morales. Oh, one. I haven't read much of that one, so. Yeah. Um, and the two girls pull Frank off of Blake and say, "You made your point, tough guy. It's over. Let's get the fuck out of Dodge before any red and blue lights show up." And Blake saw little help from his friends, and one of them hands him like, a gun. Just like a racist piece of shit. Everything, yep. or any bully for that matter. Yep. If you get beat, pull out a bigger, pull out a bigger club. Mm-hmm. In this case, the club shoots bullets. Are you going to let that chili shit or walk away from that? Blake's all, hell no. Hey, asshole. A gun? Says Frank. You'd rather go to prison for the rest of your life than take an L in front of your boys? You're a bigger pussy than I thought. Yeah, that's not helping your case, man. <laughs> no, and uh, Blake's all, are you high? I'm not scared. You are. Look at you. Your hands are shaking. I can practically smell in the air, says Frank. And coming up behind them, one of those demon folks got mm-hmm. bushy mustache, teeth. Lovely, lovely teeth. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you guys, that's a fucking cop. Scatter. And the demon takes a bite out of Blake's shoulder. Blake uh. drops the gun. Bite out of crime, if you will. Yep. He is McGruff, the crime demon. And the crime demon goes to attack Frank and Juanita. Again, I don't know if that's her name, but I think it is. Yeah, something um, like that. And Frank's all crossing her. This isn't real. None of this is real. Not the move. Not the school. Not the gun. Not the monster. It's all a dream. Some fucked up Guillermo del Toro style nightmare. Uh-huh. And... He opens his eyes, and Quentin, the guy with the Luca Libre mask, uh-huh. is attacking the demon. He no, her new friend, Frank. And the demon is raking at Quentin's face. Me mascara, he ripped the face, because again, this kid needs his mask on, apparently. Apparently. And it goes at Frank and licks his ear. Yuck. He's like, what does it keep coming after me? And Juanita grabbed, had picked up the gun and shoots the demon. Oh, no, it's Julieta. Sorry. Yes, Sorry, Julieta. Okay, okay. So go ahead and edit that out and all those. Never mind. Don't no. do that. Don't no, bother. So, Julieta, what did you do? Uh, I don't know. I didn't think. I just. And the demon shrinks down. It turns into a cute little thing. And it's running away. It's from the cover. It's got this. Big tail, and, like, uh-huh. and the other girls all, am I insane? Is it kind of cute? And now the real cops are showing up. Uh, so uh, Julietta's got a bail because uh, Julietta is not quite legal, and so they book it. The four of them is all, and she's all, I'm an undocumented Frank, illegal. And by firing that gun to save your life, I just committed a felony that could get me and my entire family arrested and deported. Nice. And for some reason, she's still carrying the gun rather than Yeah, I was just thinking of that. But, of course, it has her fingerprints on it, so maybe she's thinking of that. Maybe she's thinking, hey, I don't want my fingerprints on this. Good point. So 
we're now back at the border and one of those lovely border fences that does exist without the wall. Uh-huh. There's signs that says caution, smuggling, and illegal immigration may be encountered in this area. Which And those signs exist as well, by the wow. by. Wow. And the little bleeding demon is making, uh, making magic at the fence. And the caption box says, at the man-made border between the United States and Mexico and the actual cosmic ley line between our world and what lies beyond a once locked door remains open and the, the little demon thing racks, rakes its fingers across the fence, creates a little hole in it, jumps through, but doesn't actually appear on the other side of the fence. It goes through like a boom tube type thing almost, but the fence is now ripped hmm. and we are now in, uh, what is that? M- yeah, it's Mictlan, Mictlan. Hmm. Okay. It's a beautiful Kirby-esque kind of looking place. And it's the capital city of the Aztec underworld, which I'm not gonna go- I'm not gonna Google or wiki that, but I'm betting that that's true. It's yeah, he, the Ryder City did a lot a lot of this these uh things that we're seeing are part of his culture and you know, as growing up they were all, you know, tales of Jesus and tales of El Chupalabra and some of these other things were all just part of him growing up, and it was hard to tell what was real and what wasn't, so that's why he included them all. Well, luckily, we all know it's not real, none of it. And so on Earth... I don't know. I think I've been to the city of Aztec City of the Underworld once, but I could be wrong. <laughs> and now we have a tale for Chris to share at some yes, point. Yes, uh, On Earth, monster is the stuff of nightmares. A figure entire mythologies are built around. Here it's just another animal, instinctually returning home to lick its wounds. The creature takes a deep breath. The familiar smell of sulfur fills its nostrils, nourishing both its body and spirit. It feels its wounds already beginning to sew themselves shut. And yep, he starts to heal up Wolverine style. Mm-hmm. And he's even smiling. Again, very, very Frank Quietler. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beast is chilling out. It lingers at the ocean of screaming souls for a moment, struggling to recall why it worked so hard to claw its way out of such an idyllic, idyllic locale. And then, as if on cue, it is reminded, El Chupacabra! Something, somebody yells from off-panel, and it flips its head around. And there is a creepy-ass skeletal-looking skeletal guy with lots of eyes. Mm-hmm. He says, you fuck. Up. And it's Mictalan Tup. Yeah, you know, long word. Lord Mick, of the Dead. King of, of Mictalan. Yes. Yes. And he's got a bunch of those other little chupacabra guys with him, but they have. Uh, leashes. They have. Uh, muzzles. They have leashes. Muzzles. Thank you. They all have muzzles on. And next issue, we've got Hell to Pay. But wow. uh, I, will be, I will be here for next issue. I, I've already I will decided. Too. I thought it would already be out by now, but it just, I, it actually hasn't even been four weeks. It just feels like four weeks since this came yeah, out. Yeah, I think it's only been three, hasn't it? Yep. Maybe two. Uh, yeah. But uh, interesting, interesting shit from Eric Esquivel. Yeah, that's uh, really good. Uh, art by Ramon Villalobos and colored by Tamara Bonvillain mm-hmm. and lettering by Darren Bennett. 
And there was a variant cover, like I said, by Jorge Jimenez. My name is Jorge Jimenez. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. The next issue, we'll have Frank's Freak, Julieta's Angry, Aimee's. Uh, that's what the little the other girl's name is, Aimee. She's Curious. And Quentin's Hungry. All right. So it's off to a 24-hour taco joint, which nice. there are plenty of if you know where to 24, look around. 24-hour taco joint? My God, that would be awesome. I like it. And yeah, it's a good book. Good. I really do like it. Something different. Yeah. It is very different. Um, it is not normally something I would read, but Vertigo is hit and miss lately, but this is for me. Yeah, if they continue like this, it's a hit. It's the first one of their latest relaunch, I believe, isn't it? They're, yeah, who knows? They've relaunched Vertigo 17 times, it feels like. Probably have. And that's probably a low number. Yeah. Well, all right then. That was, uh, I like that. Um, I especially enjoyed seeing the Nazi get the, the shit kicked out of him. So, as, as Nazis should. As they but, should. You know, but, you know, there's, there, there's, there's good people on both sides. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Um... <laughs> Are you saying? Are you saying that 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 he's not a sympathetic character? Uh, I, I, I think he's a dick. No, I don't think so. Maybe if you hadn't pulled the gun, um, Boy, took his whoop, took his whooping like a man, and this went on. But no, he had to pull a gun out. Take your beating and walk away. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that was uh, that was great. So, um, I guess we yeah, should Murray, wrap it up. You missed out, Murray. Yeah, Murray. Yeah, I'm sure this is totally Murray's jam. Yes. I bet you it is. So he, he's on his way back from London, Canada, or wherever. Yeah, you know. I, I assume it's London, Canada, because, you know, that's quite a flight to visit your uh, son every so often. Because right? he yeah. seems like he does uh, that once daughter. a weekend. Daughter. daughter? Excuse me. Daughter. I knew it was somebody in college. I wasn't sure which. I've lost track. Uh, I can barely keep track of, my, of the youngins downstairs or upstairs. Excuse me. It's London, Ontario. Sorry about that. Ontario. Canadian people. Okay. Sorry, Canadian people. I know we're we are we are really shitty Americans who don't don't recognize that you guys have provinces up there. We're we we suck. Yeah, I have to admit. I you know I know several people in Canada. Including the uh, Legion of Substitute Heroes, uh, Paul French. I have no clue where he lives. So, um, he lives somewhere yeah. up there where it's cold. So, yeah, up there, up there, north, north, northish. Hey, so I, 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 we've been incredibly neglectful asking this, and we, 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 okay. it's our own fault, and it's gonna, it, it's bitten us in the ass probably, mm-hmm. but. If you are downloading this from iTunes, rate us. Make oh. a comment. If you've downloaded yeah. this from any any of your podcast sources, take a minute. Rate us. Write a comment. Hey, that'd even be if great. It's a, negative, it's a negative, we're okay with that because yeah. that gives us feedback. Yeah. Because honestly, we don't get it. We don't get enough goddamn feedback, and we know people are downloading this thing. Yes, uh, I do. So, so I it would know. be nice. Go ahead. Go ahead and rate us. Comment. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. that'd be great. Appreciate that. Very good point. We've been kind of podcasting in a uh, vacuum for a while here. 
Um, I'm making a point of saying that every episode going forward is rate us, comment. Yes, that's a good idea. I think I will. I will try to remember that myself. There you well, go. Okay, let's wrap it up. As always, you can send us an email at uh, podcast@tellsfromlongbox.com and let us know what you think there. We used to get email. I, I know it still works because I, I got spam from it the other day. So there you go. Yeah, rate there. us, rate us, yeah. comment, and drop us a goddamn email. Yeah, there you go. That'll work. That'll work. Uh, and you can, I don't know, every once in a while on the Facebook page, um, there's just a lot of negative crap on Facebook, so I don't get on there as much. Or you can comment on the actual episodes. I do have a comment form on there. And every episode, there is a contact form on the actual webpage. Uh, and I'm trying to get it where it's SSL secure. So it'll show up in Google searches. Uh, working on that. And because they crack down on that stuff. And, you know, they make a big deal about it not being secure. Uh, but anyway, I'm working on that. And, yeah, that's about it for this week. Booyah. All yep. right. And we are out. <laughs>